What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two. We made it. We made it to episode two, everybody. Episode two of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Kevin, along with my brother, Sean. How we doing? It's Two Player Co-op Podcast. Uh, came to you last week. We talked about some Metal Gear Solid Five. want to get a little bit more structure here this week. We're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas gaming memories. We're going to talk about the news you need to know this week and a few other things. Thank you all for joining us. What are we drinking today, Sean? Uh, I just got a Sam Adams chocolate buck from the uh, holiday uh, sampler pack. What do you got over there? I've got, this has become my favorite beer, uh, Sweetwater 420 Extra Pale Ale. Well, dude, it's 420. It's not like that. Um, it's like that. It's a great beer. Um, I love my IPAs, but this Extra Pale Ale is, is by far my favorite beer now. Uh, these guys are based out of Atlanta. Um, if you can get it where you're at, yeah, shout out to Atlanta and uh, Sweetwater. Uh, they make some sweet beers, so enjoying some Sweetwater 420 here. Um, like I said, got a few things we want to talk to you all about here today. Sean, what are you playing right now? Uh, basically, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five still. Um, in shocking, right? Yeah. Uh, in a perfect world, I'll get to 100% someday. Not likely to happen, but I think I cracked the 75% mark. Uh, beat all the missions and side up. So, how many hours have you played? By the way, just, just uh, according to the game, like 150 or something. <clears throat> Say that one more time. Uh, about 150 hours. 150 but, hours. How uh, many days is that? That's uh, I don't know, seven. That's about a week. That's a full week. Yeah, minor to no, I'm not sure if you're correct or not. Um, but yeah, that's that's skewed because obviously I leave the game on while I'm not playing to keep those uh, upgrades going. So sure you do i actually am playing a game I, th- I said i'd never play i'm playing final fantasy 7 all this talk about the remake uh you know it's got me thinking all right it's one of those games in my backlog that i've always said I'd, I'd probably never get to but they released a pc port for ps4 um you know with the up graphics and i said you know with a remake around the corner and everybody's complaining they don't want it to be episodic they don't want the they don't like the battle system and all this stuff i figured i'd give it a try so yeah, you got to play the original before you get to the the remake for sure. Yeah, and I got I got through. We blew up the uh, the reactor in sector one. Yep. Went to the little town. I saw Eris, or Eris, or Aerith. Aerith. If you have Lith, Aerith, Eris in the town. She's a flower girl. She ran away from me. She's scared. And you know, spoiler alert. I know what happens to her. I don't know what happens to the rest of this thing. Um, I think most of the guys in my party are just going to die because I've heard this game is very sad. But it's amazing that the only spoiler I've gotten for this game is the big one that everybody knows about. But yeah. That's I, good. you got to see it through. I like it so far. I've never really gotten into RPGs. If, if you all were here for Episode 1, you heard me talk about that. I don't like the grinding and all that other kind of stuff. It's one of, one of the cool things about the PS4 version is they put these cheat codes in that all you got to do is hit L3 or R3 or both of them, and you can... Uh, you can skip random battles. You can <laughs> get your limit break to recharge after every every attack. Um, yeah, don't do that. And then there's one. Oh yeah, you can speed up too. But I didn't like the speed up thing. That that was just too fast and it was hard to control. But I like it so far. Um, playing Madden. Just every year I say I'm done, I get back in there. Do you um, buy that every year, pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. I only got it this year because it was on sale at Walmart for uh, 30 bucks a couple weeks ago and I saw it shout out to Kotaku and their daily deals I saw that on there and it's funny too the manager didn't want to uh, or well the employee didn't want a price match for me at the store and uh, wasn't cool 
So she got the manager involved, and he's like, why, why are you messing with this man? <laughs> Give this man the game. That's our website. And she tried to be like, no, that's Black Friday deal. No, it's on your website right now. Like, I'm on the website, see? And I scrolled and stuff. But got it for 30 bucks. I like it. Um, Madden's Madden. Some people hate on it because it's, you know, almost the same thing every other year. But it is what it is. I'm having fun with it. All right. So most important news item of the week. What in the world could that be, Sean? Yeah, if you know us, you already know where this is headed. Uh, the big news that Kojima is finally breaking free and starting his own company now. So every morning when I wake up, I get out of bed, I, I go over to Twitter, I open up my gaming list, and usually I'll see, gosh, I don't know, that there's like 30 or 40 unread tweets or something like that. When I woke up the other day, we're recording this on uh, Friday the, what is it, Friday the 18th. 18th, Star Wars. Yes, uh, no spoilers here. We haven't seen it yet. We're going tomorrow. When I woke up on the 16th, I saw I had like 140 unread tweets since I went to bed at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock the night before. Uh, I'm old, so I can't stay up later than that. Um, yeah, all of a sudden I'm scrolling through the tweets and it's like Christmas came early. Um, Kojima's finally done with Konami. The way they treated him is just ridiculous. I think there's been a lot of speculation on, you know, do we just give Kojima the benefit of the doubt? Maybe maybe he's the bad guy in this, but when everything went down in the Game Awards, when they barred him from being there for a game, you know, with a game he's worked on for probably six to seven years, um, they, they pretty much confirmed everybody's suspicion. So Kojima's free uh, from their deadly grasp. He started his own Kojima Productions, which I do think is kind of odd. That he was able to call it Kojima Productions when Konami owned Kojima Productions. And uh, there's a little bit of a controversy right now going on. I saw on Twitter today with the good old Gray Fox community um, <laughs> and all their conspiracies that they show a website where Konami actually still owns the trademark for Kojima Productions, which I think is a little odd. However, the, the trademark site has not been updated since September of 2014. Um, so I think it's really just... I think it's just legal semantics or something at this point. The funny thing is, um, if you guys are on Twitter, check out at GrayFoxMGS. Wait. Yeah, MGSV. Shout out. No, not shout out. This guy blocked me, which is hilarious because I like to point out all the holes in his theories about Gray Fox. And he tries to say that they were him and his buddy, Python and Selkin. We talked about them in the last one. <clears throat> that they were right about the. Uh, you know, the big twist in Metal Gear and all this, and they weren't right. They were right that it wasn't Snake, but it wasn't Gray Fox, and they still try to claim that they're right. So they've got this whole thing going where they still think Chapter 3 is coming. It's not. Newsflash, Kojima's gone. It's not coming. So they're, they're, they like to just, you know, stroke the flames for their community and get everybody riled up, think Gray Fox is stroke still Stroke or Stoke? Yeah, Stoke. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Sean. No problem. He majored in English, and I'm just kidding. Um, this guy blocked me today. At Gray Fox MGSV. That's Gray with an A-Y. Yeah. He blocked me because I pointed out the fact that this site hadn't been updated for over a year. Um, I also pointed out the fact that if he really thinks Konami and Sony to publicly traded companies... He is insinuating that they are lying to the public and colluding just to keep Chapter 3 a secret and eventually have some big thing come out that Gray Fox is actually Snake or something like this. 
and it's ridiculous. And when I point that out, he blocks me. So give him a shout-out for me if y'all are listening to this. My good old buddy, Gray Fox, um, MGSV. So I want to talk about some of the highlights there. Um, so what I thought was really cool is they actually – Andrew House, you know, CEO of Sony, put out a video of he and Kojima um, – making this announcement. So Kojima, let's back up a little bit. So Kojima Productions is not part of Sony. At first that was that was what was reported that um he was actually under the Sony umbrella. That's that's not the case. Kojima Productions is independent. However, their first game will be a console exclusive to PS4. They said it will come to PC eventually, but it's PS4 only. So they put out a pretty cool video. Um there were some awesome gifs or GIFs. I GIFs. say GIFs. It's GIFs. It's GIFs. It's GIFs. I'll, I'll prove it to you. It's GIFs. What um, does the G stand for? Graphics. Not graphics. Did you call me a giraffe? <laughs> it's, 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 it's GIF. It, it's graphics, so it's GIFs. So anyways. Um, yeah, they put out a video anyways. There were some great GIFs where <laughs> people put in there what they thought Kojima really wanted to say, and I thought it was freaking hilarious. Um, so you'll, you can find that or you've already seen it. Um, but anyways, I want to just go over some of the highlights. So first, have you seen the logo? Uh, I see it here, yeah. The logo is awesome. Um, it's it's really hard to describe. It's a skull, which makes me think of Skull Face. Makes me think of Sahelanthropus in Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, kind of in a helmet that's like a mix between like a mech and like a Roman warrior or something. Um, it's pretty cool. So. I'm going to read some highlights from IGN. All credit goes to IGN for anything we're going to discuss here. I got this from their article, uh, their interview with Kojima. So Kojima said, and I quote, As for the skeleton, we're all homo sapiens, people of wisdom. But we're also homo ludens, people who play. And the concept behind the logo is that, with new technology and a pioneer spirit, we'll deliver play to a new world. So basically, he's getting a new start. Um, we're not just people and, and he goes on to talk about our, our creative spirits. And even if there was a nuclear, you know, if, if fallout happened in real life, um, there would still, we would still create and we would make games and all this stuff. And that's what he wants to do. And he said, he's going to create games till the day he dies, which I think is awesome. Um, and it's not just metal gear. Most of us only know Kojima for metal gear, but before metal gear, well, not before metal gear. Cause that goes back to 1987, but He's had some other great games, Zone of the Enders, Snatcher on good old Sega CD. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to what he's going to do next. But uh, I, I really thought the logo was awesome. Um, actually, the and I know the t-shirts go on sale December 21st. I cannot wait to see that, and I will definitely be ordering one to support my boy. Um, one of the things he said, it wasn't in the article, but in that video, he did mention that one of the good things about Sony is a comfortable work environment, which to me, again pretty much concludes what we were hearing about Konami is that they are their big brother on steroids. They, they watch their employees. Um, they control everything they do. If they're not doing a good job creating, they just demote them to the mailroom. It's, it's just horrible, horrible. So I thought that was a good thing um, that he said that kind of proves, you know, a lot of the rumors we've heard about Konami and the, uh, the work environment there. He did say also one thing I liked is that he pointed out that the next game he's working on will be a complete game, which again is another shot at Konami. Um, we know Metal Gear Solid Five isn't necessarily complete. Depends what you believe. Um, we don't know if, if Mission 51 was cut 
by Kojima or if that was Konami just saying, you're done, you've had enough time, get it out, let's go. Um, so what he said is, quote, I want to create something that's what people expect, but at the same time, we'll have something new that people haven't seen before. Kojima noted specifically that, quote, it will be a complete game. I, I think it's funny that he threw that in there. I think it's a, just a little shot at Konami, and uh, I was happy to see that. So the game engine, this is one of the things I picked up on. I don't really know how I feel. So one of the worst parts about the breakup between Konami and Kojima is the awesome Fox engine that they use for Ground Zeroes and for Phantom Pain, Konami owns. Um, it sucks. Konami owns the Metal Gear name, obviously, and they own the Fox engine. So Kojima said, because he was asked, you know, are you going to... Well, I think a lot of people assume he's going to use Unreal Engine 4. Um, but Kojima said in this interview, no, we may just go ahead and create our new... We, we may create a new engine if we don't find one that's suitable for what we want to do. I, I'm torn on that because if they got to create a new engine, I mean, you're probably talking <clears throat> three years for a Kojima game to be made anyways. If you throw the creation of an all-new engine on top of that, you're probably adding two years to this thing. So in my mind, I'm really hoping they'll just say, yeah, Unreal Engine 4 or something else that's out there can, can do what we want to do. Unreal Engine, that's what's being used for uh, Final, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. So, obviously, he can do some pretty sweet graphics. Um, it's not just about graphics. It, it's what he wants to do this game and everything. But um, if he's creating his own engine, I, I really hate I, I hate the fact that we might not actually see this game till the PS5 is, is what I worry about. But what, what do you think about that, Sean? Uh, yeah, I mean, Kojima is obviously never too quick at anything he does with, with good reason. Um, but, yeah, if he's going to be creating his own engine, then... I mean, will it be coming out on PS5 at that point? Won't even be on PS4. Who knows? But uh, yeah, uh, Hideo, if you're listening here, just just stick with the engine that you already got. Don't go make a new one. I would love it if somehow he could at least. Obviously, Konami won't sell him the Fox engine, even though he created it. I mean, it's with Konami's money, but still, if they would let him rent it out or something, I think that would be great because we've seen what it can do with Metal Gear Solid Five. So. Uh, next thing I want to talk about in that interview, uh, Yoji Shinkawa, who has been the the artist for every Metal Gear Solid game. He's worked with Kojima forever. They may have, gosh, I'm not actually, don't catch me lying. I don't know how far they go back. But I know he's done the art for every Metal Gear game, or Metal Gear Solid game, I should say, uh, that Kojima's put out. Um, and he's he's part of Kojima Productions also, which is great. <clears throat> One interesting thing that I saw, he said, uh, in part of this interview, again, this is all from IGN. Shinkawa told IGN he'll be overseeing the entirety of Kojima Productions' art, including, quote, characters, concepts for the backgrounds, and concepts for mechs, end quote. So, to me, I, I, I don't know what Kojima's going to do, because he could do Zone of the Enders or something that's completely nothing like Metal Gear, but... Um, obviously, he's got a fascination with mechs and Metal Gears and all that. I, I kind of think he he knows tactical espionage action and all that. Or espionage operations, as it is now for the last couple games. Um, I think we're really going to get a Metal Gear game that's not Metal Gear. And to hear Shinkawa talk about the mechs, that, that kind of gives me hope for that. But 
I don't know. But I don't know if I want to see him do something. No, I mean, honestly, Sean, he's been trying to get away from Metal Gear since Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 was supposed to be the end. He didn't want to do 3. He didn't want to do 4. He didn't want to do Peace Walker. He didn't want to do 5. After right. every game, he said, that's my last game. That's my last game. So I know he wants to get away from Metal Gear and do something fresh, but he's just so good at it that I don't I don't know that he can really get completely away from it. But Yeah, but if he does anything that's too similar to Metal Gear, you'll never escape the, the comparisons between the two. And you've got to imagine... As good as Hideo is, he's really competing against himself, and it'll likely never live up to to what Metal Gear is. And we'll talk about Metal Gear here in a little bit later, which was... There there was some interesting timing when this Kojima announcement came out. Um, So one of the interesting things, too, obviously, if you've played a Metal Gear game, you know (laughs) Kojima is obsessed with movies and filmmaking with with how brilliant some of his cutscenes are. Uh, definitely not as many in Metal Gear Solid Five, but they are they are beautiful. The, I still, when I think of Metal Gear Solid Four, and I think the end of Act Three, that whole scene on the Volta River where Ocelot is just it's just completely over the top and ridiculous, and Ocelot's going da 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 when he takes over the system and he's gunning everybody down. That like hour long or ninety minute cutscene, whatever it was, is just beautiful to me. I, I'd sit through that anytime, and I think I said that on the last podcast. Shout out to episode one. Um, one of the interesting things that Kojima said is they're not necessarily limited just to games. He said he's going to do a game first because that's what people expect. But that's not all. Quote, the focus is on digital content, so we could consider movies, animations, anything, Kojima said. Quote, but, I, but first, I think people expect games from me. That's where I want to put my focus. Once we have an established IP and game, something solid that satisfies people. Solid. I thought that was funny how he said that. Then we can consider movies and videos. Um, what do you think, Sean? Do you think uh, Kojima, with all his, his talent and his connections in the industry, think he could do something worth watching? Uh, I'm sure he could. And, you know, any of his uh, really dedicated fans out there will support him no matter what he does. If he puts out a movie or is involved with a movie in any such way um all his fans will go see it for sure so i i certainly would like to see it now this does bring up an interesting point speaking of movies segue they're still supposed to be working on a metal gear solid movie now i don't know what is going to happen to that with kojima leaving konami but sony has the rights ava rad or avi i forget how you say his name but um, he worked on the first two Spider-Man movies. He's close with Kojima. He's the producer on this. They never got a director name. They, there's no script. Nobody's in the movie yet. I just really wonder what's going to end up happening with that after this divorce. Um, one of the other good things I noticed in this article is Kojima said he's still interested in working with Guillermo del Toro. Um, of course, if you don't know, they worked together on PT, uh, the playable teaser for Silent Hills, which then got canceled because Konami sucks. Actually, you might want to Google this, but I heard there's a way, actually, if you didn't already have PT on your PS4, I think there's a way to get it back now. For some reason, it's available to download. So whenever you're listening to this, go check that out. I still got it on my PS4. Yeah, I got it on my... If you haven't played it, you got to play it. It is insane. It's the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's frightening. I never knew one hallway could be so scary, but um, when the ghost jumps out, there's a couple times. It's just... It sucks, because I've never played a Silent Hill game before. They've really never tickled my fancy per se but 
I wanted to play this game so bad. After just playing in that one hallway, um, man, I, I hate that it got canceled. But who knows what he might do with Del Toro in the future. Um, I don't really care about Norman Reedus either way. I don't really think his involvement really mattered that much. Um, but the fact that he's still wanting to work with Del Toro is is pretty sweet. So then the last thing here, um, it was just cool to see Shinkawa and Kojima both, they thank the fans. Um, you know, they, they there was an article that came out in the New Yorker yesterday or today where it came out that Kojima contractually cannot talk about Metal Gear or what happened at Konami, which sucks. But eventually we're going to get the full story. We're going to know what happened. It probably was never going to come directly from Kojima anyways. It'll leak. There'll be some third-hand account of everything that happened. We'll, we'll find out in the future, but um, they, they touched on it. Just they, If you haven't seen it, I don't need to read the whole quote, but Kojima and Shinkawa just really spoke out about um, how, how much the fans, you know, their, their tweets and their their well wishes and everything really meant to them and that they're, you know, they do it all for the fans and they, um, they, they really appreciate all the support throughout this whole ordeal. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about here is really interesting is once all this broke, um, first off, also going back to my boy at Gray Fox MGSV, um, another part of his whole theory that doesn't add up, uh, cause one, of, I think he wrote back or one of his followers did to me and said, Hey, uh, Konami never confirmed this. So obviously they're still working with Kojima. Mm, actually they did put out a press release, um, it was in Japan, but they did put out a press release that confirmed, yes, Kojima is gone. So again, you're saying everybody's lying. But I digress. Konami put some job listings out for a, quote, new Metal Gear. They didn't call it Metal Gear Solid. They didn't call it Metal Gear Boss or Rising or whatever. So God only knows what it will be. Um, but... You know, they said when all this went down that the Metal Gear Solid or Metal Gear franchise can continue without Kojima. Um, I don't believe that at all. But it looks like they are going ahead with it. Um, if they come out with a new Metal Gear, are you playing it? Uh, no. No? No. <clears throat> and this was something that was really was kind of a touchy subject for Metal Gear fans. It's like when all the word broke about Kojima and his situation and what they were doing to him, um, a lot of fans were torn. We're like, we don't want to support Konami for for screwing Kojima over like this. But, but damn, the man's been working on this game for six or seven years. We we want him to get his due. We want to play this game that he created and see his vision for how to end the Metal Gear franchise and all this. So, I, I didn't really hear of anybody that boycotted Metal Gear Solid Five. Um, but one of the things, and and Greg Miller at Game Over Greggy, um. You know, over at Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games, always says is, look, they, they always talk about speaking with your wallet. If there's something in, in gaming you're not happy about, I don't believe anybody should have boycotted Metal Gear Solid Five because that is Kojima's game. That is his baby, and he worked so hard to bring that to fruition. Excuse me. Um, however, if Konami thinks they can put out another Metal Gear game without Kojima, and who knows if they'll if they'll remake Metal Gear One and Two, and I don't mean solid. I mean the the original Metal Gear One and Two for the MSX. Not Snake's Revenge. No, God, Snake's Revenge does not count. Just if you don't know the lore, Snake's Revenge is a, it's it's not a real Metal Gear game. Um, just like Street Fighter Twenty Ten is not a real Street Fighter game. Yeah, 
shout out to 1989 NES, I think. Sounds about right. <clears throat> um, if Konami does put out this new Metal Gear game without Kojima, this is when you speak with your wallet. And you tell them where they can take their new Metal Gear and shove it. Because a Metal Gear without Kojima is not a Metal Gear game. Do you agree? I mean, what are your thoughts? You're not as obsessed with this as I am. You probably don't look at Kojima as like an uncle or something like I do. I don't think I would necessarily boycott the game. I just don't know how much interest I would have in it, knowing that Kojima wasn't involved. And I mean, if the, if this ever happens, and you know the trailers look promising and all that, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to boycott the game and not play it even if it looks great. I just don't have too high of hopes that it's going to look great to begin with. So, Yeah, and I know most of us will go in with preconceived notions that it's just going to suck. Like, that will be me. Um, I, I just can't see myself ever playing it. I didn't play Metal Gear Rising. Did you ever play Metal Gear Rising? Nope. I don't I, know a thing about it, other I, than it's writing. I downloaded the demo. It's just a typical Platinum Games game. Um, it's crazy. But it is a, it's a pain. In, it, is it just like is it like um, God of War kind of thing? Just no button mashing and uh, uh, excuse me, God of War is not button mashing. Eh, you know, no, 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 no. God of War, God of War is not button Devil mashing. May Cry, all those kinds of games. It's interesting. I downloaded the demo demo on my PS3. And one of the big parts of that game is the the parrying or the blocking system, whatever it is. I can never figure it out. I couldn't kill the stupid robot wolf thing, and I was just like, "This is not a Metal Gear game." Well, there's all. no stealth whatsoever, right? No. Yeah. And the funny thing is, when they first put out the trailer for this, it was going to be a Hideo Kojima game. It was going to be Metal Gear Solid Rising. Right. Kojima said, "Look, I ain't got time for this." He was working on Peace Walker, I think, at the time, because Peace Walker got announced right, right along the same time as, as Rising did. He said, basically, I don't have time for this. They gave it to Platinum Games. If you like that kind of game, more power to you. But just so you know, it is not canon. Anybody out there who tries to tell me that Rising or Portable Ops is canon, I got a million links to send you to show that they're not. But anyways, I digress. <clears throat> so no, I if Konami puts out a new Metal Gear that does not have Hideo Kojima attached to it. I don't care. I will I will play whatever Kojima puts out in a heartbeat. But I, I Konami has killed Castlevania. They've killed Contra, I guess. Contra, yeah. Double dribble. I mean, Ooh. come on. Blades of Steel. Konami used yeah, to be what does Konami do anymore <clears throat> besides outside of Metal Gear? They they make pachinko machines. Oh yeah, yeah, and they make health spas, and they crap on all their fans. That's how Fair I enough. feel about it. <clears throat> all right, anything else you want to add on, on Metal Gear Kojima, the whole situation? I, I'm stoked to see what he does. Um, I'm sure we won't see anything until maybe E3 2017, and that'll probably even just be a teaser at that point. But any other thoughts you want to add? That's all I got. All right. So let's get to the main topic. So here we are, like we said, it's December 18th. Um, this will probably be going up on the 21st or the 22nd. But as is this, you know, this is my favorite time of year. Um, and we wanted to, to kind of take a look back 
as some of our favorite gaming memories from Christmas. Because um, when we were kids, I mean everything, all our big moments that I remember from Christmas all revolved around video games. Yes. Whether it was Nintendo or whether it was the Genesis. Yeah, we were Genesis kids. And we did that with our own money. We'll get into that. <laughs> Another day. Another day. But um, really all our best video game memories result, revolve around video games. I mean, all our favorite... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Funny our how favorite, that works. Yeah. Our video game memories, they, they revolve around video mm-hmm. games. Also, shout out to Sweetwater 420 Ale. Um, all our favorite Christmas memories revolve around video games. The first memory that I have, and it's probably my earliest memory as a person, not just my earliest Christmas memory, is Christmas 1987. The best Christmas ever. I remember walking out. I was, so it was 1987, so I was six. This guy was three. I don't remember any of this. You don't remember this? Okay. No. So now I'll tell this, and you can you can weigh in on some of the other ones. I remember Christmas morning waking up. Getting out of the room, um, we had a ranch house, uh, so it was one story. Um, I remember walking down the hall. We got to the kitchen, which was right off our living room. Me and my brother, Sean, here, hand in hand, eyes closed to see what Santa left us. I remember walking into the living room. We turned, and we had this little um, wooden, almost like a wooden card table or something. And it was set up in the living room. And I remember we opened our eyes. And both freaked out. There was the Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, now, had that just come out, or that had been out for? It came out in '86. Oh, okay, so it wasn't. Yeah, we got an '87. We got it with Mario One. We got it with the Legend of Zelda, which I'll get into more in that in uh, one of our subsequent podcasts. But two of my favorite games of all time. Um, I know we also ended up... We, we had a lot of the black box series games, as they're called. Golf and oh, yeah. baseball. We never, we never had Duck Hunt. We never had Duck Hunt, which is crazy. We, we had... Yeah. We didn't have the light I guess gun. we didn't. We didn't have Robbie the Robot. We didn't have the Power Glove. We were such deprived children. Yeah. <sighs> That's my earliest memory is that... Is 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 the Nintendo Entertainment System sitting there on that table for us was just amazing, and then so many memories we had from that day on. That's the reason we're here talking to y'all now is because of that Christmas Day, actually. So, um, probably my favorite overall memory um, related to Christmas. I remember in '88. I remember walking out and seeing on the uh, not the mantle. What's it called? The fireplace. The <clears throat> sure. I don't know if that's right. I don't know. It's the part of the fireplace you could, like, sit on. And I remember seeing Super Mario 2. This was 1998. Or, no, 1988, sorry. That would, you could have got that we were way virtual, behind the times. virtual console then. Um, and we were excited because it was Mario 2, but, I mean, then it was, it was Mario 2. No, it was not. Yeah. It was just Doki Doki Panic. Um, but uh, I do remember that. Sean, why don't you tell me what we had in 1989? 1989, which, uh, for all intents and purposes, is the, the first memories i have in my life and uh even those i think are based solely on the fact that that's when we got or when our parents got the camcorder so everything i think i remember about my life i think i just <laughs> it's just on video. i only remember it because it's on video so that's the first christmas uh that we had on video um that year uh santa left us each a game 
Um, I'll play a little sound bite here for you. Uh, this is Christmas 1989. Give me a second here. Technical difficulties. <laughs> Some technical difficulties. We're a low-budget uh, podcast. We are not on... Unspe- okay, here we go. Base is loaded! Base is loaded. Base is loaded. Oh, base is loaded! What is it? Base is loaded to Nintendo! That uh, squeaky voice youngster there is none other than Kevin here. Uh, oh, God. Base is loaded. I remember when we would play Base is Loaded... We both had the rule. We'd get so so pissed at Just each pitches other. down the middle. You have to pitch it down the right. middle. If you and and if y'all remember bases loaded, it's not like how baseball games are now. Bases loaded, you would pitch the ball, and while it's in flight, you could push up, down, left, and right, and make that joker go wherever you want it to go. Yeah, and you could almost make it impossible to hit the stupid ball. So we always had the rule: no, if we're playing, you got to pitch it right down the middle, or we got we got so pissed at each other. Um. Bases loaded to Nintendo. What, what did you get in 1989? Uh, Kevin got bases loaded. I got Contra. Um, really one of the, the all-time greats for Nintendo. Uh, and I think that goes without saying. But I, I think we have... We've talked about Contra a lot. We have differing memories of this. I remember everybody talks about this game being so incredibly difficult, with or without the 30, you know, the 30 life code. I swear I remember us... Either it was me and you or it was me and my buddy Randy... Shout out to Randy Shout if you out. hear this in Texas. Miss you, man. Um, going through and beating that game without dying. I, I don't think that ever happened. Everybody tells me that's impossible. That did not happen. I also say I remember eating salads as a kid, and my parents say that never that happened. That certainly but, didn't happen. Um, but, I mean, my gosh, Contra. That, that's a pretty good Christmas. That's um, not bad. Bases loaded in Contra is, is, is pretty sweet. Um, but what happened in... Uh, Let's just go through the years. What happened in 1990? All right, fast forward to Christmas 1990. Uh, got another uh, sound clip for you here. This one we'll play without any no difficulties, I'm sure. Here. We're big budget. Just kidding. Oh. Apparently I have to hit this button. Every- All right, here we go. Hold on. Shout out to mom there. That's that's who you heard at the end of that. I love the in our elation, mom. Mom says how much money she's wasted on the arcades at Just Fun. Was it Just Fun back then? Shout out to uh, Just Fun in Watertown, New York, where we grew was, up. Maybe. I think it was called Just Fun, um, and the bowling alley too. Um, man, Ninja Turtles two was awesome. Yeah, those uh, and so was Ducktales. Man, those are two. Yeah, I get yeah, gosh. probably two. I'd say top ten NES games. I mean, and I do have memories of this. So I have memories of that Christmas. We also got the uh, Raphael and Donatello masks that came with the turtle nose. Yep. Um, there's pictures of us in our crappy Christmas sweaters we got from somebody with our turtle with our masks turtle masks over top on. of it. Just stone face, serious as can be, playing Ninja Turtles the arcade game there in the living room. Um, 
DuckTales is a classic. I love the remastered one on PS3. Um, the gameplay is almost identical. It's just with great new graphics and everything. Yeah. Um, that's 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 a pretty good Christmas right there. These these keep getting better and better. Uh, so that's the highlight. Um, also worth mentioning, NES Play Action Football. Oh my gosh! What sticks out to me about that is the diagonal uh, camera view. I guess you'd call it. Um, I know you were always a lot better than me at that, as well as pretty much any sports yeah. game. But I was better than you at every sports game. I have memories of NES Play Action Football. Um, our dad, which hopefully we'll get him on one of these podcasts. We'll, we'll see if, if that comes to fruition. Um, it's so funny. Like, I remember playing NES play action football against him. He used to be able to kick my butt. And then it got to the point where, you know, I was better than him. And I figured it out. And he would get so mad. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. He would get so mad. There was times where I remember I would just basically, I would take the foot off the gas. And I would let him win because I didn't want him to get mad. Um, man, that was a great. That was an absolutely great football game. Sorry, Dad, if you're just finding that out now. Kevin, yeah. let you win. I let you win. Not every time. Um, but once I got good, I let you win every time after that. Also brings back memories of John Elway football. Um, if the you one guy you could there's that one dude. If you hit that yeah. receiver who was you, faster you than everybody, you literally could you just could run, run around the field, the field and forever, and he would never catch you. So that's that's awesome. All and, right, what uh, we got next? Last but not least, 1990, the wonderful NES uh, game cleaning kit for all those games that would get so dusty that apparently just blowing into it wouldn't solve the problem and you needed the cleaning kit. Well, not only that, but you know blowing the games <clears throat> was detrimental because when you were blowing in there, you were getting condensation in there Saliva, and you were actually yeah. corroding the games and making it worse. When really all you got to do now to the only way I get some of my NES games to even play is to take rubbing alcohol on a Q-tip, rub it along the cartridge. I mean that's essentially what the cleaning kit was, I think. Right, right. It's just a big Q-tip. Shout out to the to the cleaning kit. Yeah. All right, what we got? All right, um, move on to uh, Christmas 1991. Um, kind of a low point as far as uh, video <laughs> games go. We've we've already talked about this before the podcast, but uh, I'm going to run down the games we got. So. This is really at the end of the life of the NES, but before we had moved on to the Genesis. Um, so there weren't really many options for, for games for us to get. Um, Kevin, on our old uh, Windows 3.1 computer... Um, Was it even 3.1 back then? I, I, it may not have been. Uh, Kevin got the uh, Dream Team... Three and three basketball game. I remember that. With uh, I think what, it like was Joe Dumars. Was it Data East that made a that made it? That or Data right. East. Data East. I think it was a. Um, I got Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> um, and then we each got a Math Blaster oh computer God. game. Which, which uh, who got what now? I got Math Blaster. You got Math Blaster Mystery. Oh, okay, I do remember that. Shout out to our parents <laughs> <laughs> making us smarter. Um, I mean, I'm, I minored in math, so I minored in math too. Well, there you go. Thanks, um, mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, thanks for the education. Math, those games were actually fun. Oh, I enjoyed it. I, I think I remember the original one more than the mystery one. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think I played the mystery one too much, but but yeah, that was definitely the year we got our our first big time computer. Um, we had Chuck Yeager's Flight Simulator. Yep. 
um, what was the Turtles game? Manhattan Manhattan, Manhattan Mission, Missions, yep. which was DOS based, and you had to play a Turtles game with a keyboard, um, yeah, not mouse, it. keyboard. It's not like playing PC games now. It was just the keyboard, up, down, left, right, and oh god, it was horrible, but it was awesome. So yeah, that the ninety one kind of that was a kind of a low point, and it wasn't yeah, too was long after that that. Uh, we both decided we need a new system, and we pulled our money together and bought the uh, Sega Genesis, which, as Kevin said, that'll be the subject of a, a later podcast. But, um, yeah, we were we were Sega fanboys from the Genesis, the 32X, Game Gear, Nomad, Saturn. Somehow we didn't have cast, the Sega though. CD. Somehow we didn't have yeah, the Sega CD. Yeah, we passed CD. on that. I guess we maybe it smartened up, but no. Then we got the 32X, so I don't know. All right, what's next? Wait, so before we move on, I got a, I got a Wheel of Fortune story to tell. Okay. And I've told you this before, but I think it's kind of funny. Um, Shout out to kind of funny. I remember, yeah. Uh, I remember playing Wheel of Fortune um, with Kevin and getting to the uh, the final round. I don't know what it's called. The the final, Yeah. R S T L N E. It's the fight. No, no, don't do that. Okay. Um, sorry. And uh, the category was music artists or something like that. And I think with my letter guesses, I had it down to D blank R <laughs> blank N D blank R blank. Oh N. yes. And the answer obviously is Duran Duran, <laughs> which I knew, but I wasn't sure how to spell it. And I asked Kevin, "Hey, how do you spell Duran Duran?" And for some reason, he told me, and I, bl- I don't know if you did this on purpose or not, but you told me it was spelled D-U-R-U-N-D-U-R-U-N. <laughs> Duran, Duran. Duran, Duran. And I got it wrong, and I was so angry because that was probably the first, maybe only time that I ever would have completed the uh, the final round. So, ah, Duran, Duran. Thanks a lot for that. <clears throat> You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Uh, so moving on to 1992. Okay. We have since got the Sega Genesis. Um, not a huge year for Christmas, but uh, I got Sonic 2. Great game. Man. Kevin got uh, Streets of Rage. The original Streets the of Rage. The original one. Wow. Yeah. Um, I also think uh, I missed it in my review of the old home movies earlier, <laughs> but I think, I want to say 1992, we also got Game Gear, although we may have just bought that separately i don't know but somehow i was thinking before about that. I christmas if, 93 we wound up with a, a sega game gear i almost wonder if uncle bob got us that that's kind of what i was thinking mom dad uh if you're listening let us know yeah um game gear was that was awesome i don't care what anybody says it was better yeah, than a game boy it, it was um i think it's huge though that was heavy remember the carrying case we had and the batteries lasted about a half hour oh yeah we didn't have too many games for it but uh we had so, tom and jerry we uh, had Mortal Kombat Sonic, too. Mortal Kombat on the Game Gear. God. So, Streets of Rage. Uh, so, well, let's talk Sonic 2 first. Have you tried to go back and play Sonic 1 anytime? Like, I, I can't... That was I can't Im- Spin Dash, right? That's what I'm saying. I can't yeah. imagine playing a Sonic game without Spin Dash, and that's why Sonic 2 was so good. All you gotta do is duck and hit... Right. Charge it up and go. Streets of Rage 2 was definitely the best in the series, I think. Um... We love Streets of Rage because we didn't have Final Fight on the Genesis. <laughs> I love the special move where you could call in the, the cop car with like the the nuke, the the napalm yes. strike that just would kill everybody except you. But you're you, perfectly yeah, fine. You're you fine. know, this big circle of fire all around you, but you're perfectly fine. I love Streets of Rage. <sighs> what, what we got next? All right, uh, that's it for '92. We're gonna move on to 1993. 
Uh, now right. that I've finally figured out this crazy iPhone contraption, I we think, think again we play. are we're very big budget here. Uh, so uh, let's see what happens in nineteen ninety three. What do we have here? <clears throat> here we go. You know, I actually had it. You know, it turns see, off when I go hit see, play. So what happened was... Right, here we go. Okay. Eternal Champions! Oh, wow. Yes! Oh, yes! That was Eternal Champions, if you may have missed that. Oh, my um, gosh. Maybe a game not everybody out there is too familiar with. Um, that was back, I think, before... Street Fighter finally made its way to Genesis, probably before Mortal Kombat did. And Street Fighter was either... No, I think Street Fighter was there. I think Street Fighter came out in 93 for Genesis. But Eternal Champions, you remember how hyped that game was? Like, I can remember EGMs and Game Pros and stuff just hyping that game up. Like, it was... it was. I think it was Street Fighter meets Mortal Kombat is what they were hyping it up as. And you had all the, the, the stage, stage fatalities, fatalities and all yeah. this stuff. The gameplay was horrible. I remember the graphics being pretty good, though. They were about as good as Genesis bit. could put out. Right. <clears throat> well, I... <laughs> Then you look at something like Comic Zone, and, and I don't know how Comic Zone ever played on the Genesis, but right. Um, we liked Eternal Champions. That was after the six button controller. Um, I love the six button controller. I still say that's one of the best controllers ever made. The actual Genesis six button controller. I yeah. love the layout. I liked it better than the shoulder buttons on the Super Nintendo. Um, I, I I will defend the, the Genesis six button controller against anybody, but I liked Eternal Champions. <clears throat> I think looking back, it was probably us just fanboying, being Sega fanboys, um, with with how good that game was or wasn't. I probably like Deadly Moves better, which that, <laughs> that's a deep cut. If if anybody listening to this remembers Deadly Moves or on Super Nintendo, Power Power Moves. moves. Oh, don't you say Deadly. Say that's, deadly. Oh boy, got to have sweat in Mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. you Super Nintendo guys. Whatever, we'll yeah. get into that later too. That is what it is. So that was what? That was ninety three. That was ninety three. Uh, another one here for you. Turtle, Turtle that was so that was me. Um, Turtles, Mint, Turtles, Mutant Fighters. I don't Turtle, know what Mint, you said there, but Turtles, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters. Tournament Fighters. The Genesis version. The Genesis version, which is completely different from the Super Nintendo version. And I think there was actually there was a a Nintendo NES, version too. Yeah. And one of the things I hated about the Genesis version, if I remember right, it had the black bars at the top with the life bars, right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, we'll get into this. In Actually, that had like fatalities and stuff too. <coughs> Not Leonardo. Real fatalities. No, Leonardo. His finishing move, he would Finish roll and okay. uppercut. No, but he would like uppercut him off the screen, stick his sword out, and they would come down and land on it. Oh, there's no blood or anything. I okay, think, but it was legit. Fa- I don't know if they were all that bad, but I mean, definitely uh, fatalities. Tournament Fighters was definitely better on the Super Nintendo. No matter how much a fanboy I am, I can't. Right. But hey, we loved it. Um, I mean, we had to get by with uh, Eternal so Champions, Tournament Fighters, Deadly Moves, because we, we didn't have Street Fighter yet. God, no, I think we had Street Fighter. Mm. I'm going to Google Maybe. that. I'm going to Google that. We'll look into it. But Tournament Fighters, that is such a weird game. You don't see now, you'll never see now where one game comes out on... Multiple one, systems. Three different systems, and different it's games. three different games. Like, right. I it's it's just so it's just so strange, but we loved it. Is what we had, man. When did Hyperstone Heist come out? Oof, 
I think 93 was um, Turtles in Time. So Hyperstone Heist must have been... Oh, wait, Hyperstone Heist. Is that, the, that was the Genesis one, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that was definitely after that. So probably, maybe it was 93. 93, 94, somewhere around there. I love that game. Again, though, I had the black bars at the top, and that just drove me nuts. Right. Um, so that's 93. Uh, I got a few more. Um, Sonic Spinball. Uh, I remember enjoying that game. Uh, that's probably not something I'd ever really play again. Uh, I remember it being pretty difficult. Um, Tasmania for Game Gear. I don't, <laughs> really? I'm, uh, that was for me. I got that. I don't remember asking for it. Maybe I did. It just seemed such a strange game that I feel like I wouldn't have asked for it. Um, I don't even really remember it. I'm sure I played it, but it's not too too fresh in my mind. I mean... Oh, and then Dracula. Dracula for Game Gear. Two Game Gear games. I remember year. Dracula. I remember that one. I remember it existing. I don't know that I actually remember ever playing the game. Right. And um, then uh, a great game, uh, Jurassic Park. Another one that came out for, for three game, systems. No, game Gear for, Genesis. for Genesis. Another game that came out on multiple systems and was completely, completely different. The, the Super Nintendo version was like A Link to the Past. Jurassic right, it was like World. overhead Jurassic, view Jurassic and then... First person view for some of it. Genesis would be oh, a, a Velociraptor. First, yeah, I forgot about the first person view. Yeah, that was a strange game. Genesis was definitely the better one there. Um, looks like Special Champion Edition Street Fighter Two came out 1993. Shout out to me. All right, October first, so barely came out. So everything was coming out at the same time. Right. Um, so that's it for '93. Pretty, uh, pretty solid year there. Um. Last but not least, as far as the home movie years go, <laughs> Christmas 1994. Got one more sound bite for it here. I'm sure it'll work in the first try. <laughs> we are right, here we, we are big budget here. That is Kevin getting Okay, so very that was excited. me. I think I, I guess I'd hit puberty by then. My voice <laughs> dropped a couple octaves. Um, Samurai, Samurai Showdown, Showdown. Another, now, uh, again better on Genesis because that, that must have been out on Super Nintendo. Yeah, but do you remember Super Nintendo? They if if you all if y'all played Samurai Showdown in the arcades, in the arcade version or the Neo Geo or Neo Geo GIF GIF version, um, it would zoom in when you got close oh, to each other, and yeah. it would zoom out. The Super Nintendo version you played as the zoomed out, so you were these little tiny guys That's on right. screen fighting each yep. other. Genesis, you were full size. Um, man, that was a great game. That's one of the few Genesis games I've still got left since our parents threw out my Genesis, our Genesis, and all the games. Pretty much all the games. <sighs> Sigh. Would have been worth a fortune now. Yeah, no. But we still got Special Champion Edition, and we've got uh, Samurai Showdown, and we've got a Sega Saturn controller. <laughs> I don't know how all that got together, but. I will give you all the money in my wallet. Which is not that much. If you can name three characters, two characters from I was uh, just three thinking. characters from Samurai Showdown. I can picture them in my head. I, I can picture names. the main guy with the, the, white, the long black hair the, and the white like yeah. Ryu stuff yeah. and the sword. I think the ninja's name was like Ryo. Mm, maybe I would have to look. This so you up. don't even have the no. Voice. I don't even know the name. So I could make them up kidding. right now and I would be right. Uh, and get your money. I, I could tell if you're making it up. No, Ryo, Habuki, Kazuhara. Give me all your money. You're just making this up. I'm correct. Uh, 
Samurai Showdown, uh, another solid game that year. Another one that I think was different on Genesis and Super Nintendo, Lion King. Maybe it was the same. Lion King was saying Aladdin, Aladdin was, was different. different. Oh, Aladdin God, was Lion different. King was so good. We had that Lion was so King. Good. Oh, yeah. Oh. Such a good game. Gosh. I cannot believe we don't have all our Genesis games. That's that's really depressing. Um, and uh, last game on my list here, Zero Tolerance. Oh, my gosh. I believe the Genesis's first and maybe only foray into any sort of a first-person shooter. Uh yeah, I guess for the time it was it was a decent game. That's something I would actually to like to us, go back it was, and play. It was mind blowing to us at that time. But again, I think a lot of our memories are clouded by being um, Sega fanboys, right? Yeah, uh, man. Because Super Nintendo actually got Doom, didn't it? It just kind of had the Did version it? that was like you couldn't. It wasn't full screen. You had the stuff at the bottom. Well, and that's then, how Zero Tolerance was too, right? The part that you actually yeah, played was, was just small, like super like right. letter letterbox, real small. Yeah, yeah. We played the heck out of that game. Yeah, though. and it was a uh, was one of those tall game cartridges. I remember that. I don't know if it was just because it was such a big game, they needed more room. But you know what I'm talking about? It was, it, it was like, like a the square old EA instead games. of a rectangle. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. The old Madden game. I don't know why, so. but that stuck with me. Yep. Um, then after that, I think we got the Saturn in '95. Yep. And then it kind of went downhill from there. But we'll yeah. talk about that in a later podcast. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did you get... Now, you got it. Not uh, not we. You got the N64 from what I remember. Yeah, that was... That was was that 96? Uh, would we have gotten the... Would we have gotten it that quickly after the Saturn, though? I think Saturn had a longer shelf life than that. I think we bought the Saturn with our own money. I agree. Which was incredibly dumb because it was four hundred dollars when we were teenagers. Yeah. Uh, Mom and Dad, correct us if we're wrong. If we're selling you <laughs> selling you short and you really bought that for us and you were great parents, we're sorry. Yeah, it wasn't a Christmas gift though. If you bought it for us, it was just a just a random present. And if that's the case, thank you. It's very yep. nice of you guys. Um, man, Saturn. I, I don't want to get off topic, but yeah, that's a whole other show. Oh gosh. Um. Okay, so then my my next big memory actually comes in 2002. So we fast forward to when I'm, excuse me, I'm 21. Senior in college, uh, shout out to Geneseo up in western New York. Um, I got a PS2 for Christmas. And the funny thing about that, what I remember is, so my senior year, I lived in a house with eight guys, which is as bad as it sounds. Um couple of good buddies um one guy was a drug dealer um it was just he was from venezuela i i don't even know uh it was it was bad but funny thing so i had my room was on the second floor and up on the second floor we had a little living area where they had a ps2 and i can remember i didn't have a ps2 yet and i wanted it so bad that i would buy games for the ps2 even though i didn't have a ps2 and i would play it out there in this little living area um, I can remember playing Grand Theft Auto 3 out there. I can remember playing Madden. I had my own memory card. God, I can't believe we used to have to use memory cards. Um, like 8 megabit or yeah. something. That, something was, that was big time. But, yeah, I love the PS2 so much. I got games for it, and I didn't even have a system. Um, I could do a whole podcast on stories from that house and and those guys, but uh, we'll, I'll, I'll digress right there. 
do you have any memories between then and the last couple of years? It, it's so weird how gaming. We didn't really grow out of gaming yet, um, and I don't know that we ever will. But it's there it's definitely, definitely changes, is, 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 especially if you're looking at Christmas. Right. There's a few things that stick out to me. Um, the Nintendo 64, uh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Uh, you got those for Christmas? I or think those I are got, just memories? No, I think I got Ocarina when I got N64. Mm. I think that was one of the main reasons I got the N64. Maybe maybe you didn't get it in 96 then. I didn't get Ocarina it when it was, was new. I didn't get so, okay. it when it was new. Okay. I remember that. Or brand new, anyway. Um, I know I had my own PlayStation 2. So the N64 and the PS2 were both mine. Right. Um, we touched on a little bit. Uh, the last podcast, but I remember getting Metal Gear Solid 2 um, at the time, not really knowing too much about the series, and then really just falling in love with the game. Um, then I got the Wii. I'm pretty sure I got a Wii the year it came out. Um, pretty sure my mom went and she did went to Walmart. She waited midnight. in line. I remember it did something her, crazy. She was did able something to, crazy because yeah. I remember her texting me or probably calling at that time. I don't think she knew how to text. She barely knows how to text now. Yeah. Um, but I can. Mom. Yeah, I love you, mom. Um, no, I definitely remember her reaching out to me, either text or calling, and she was so happy when she waited in line on Black Friday. I actually got a Wii, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. It's a Wii, whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, the, the Wii Sports was good. I'm trying to think of what else I got with it. Um, oh, I think uh, Twilight Princess. I got Twilight Princess with it. Zelda. Um, By the way, uh, HD re-release coming out in March 2016, I think. I haven't played Twilight Princess. I And we'll get into this again yeah, in, in, a, that. in a further, in a, a later podcast. Um, I haven't really done much with the 3D Zeldas. I prefer the over-the-top. Um I do too. But. So we'll we'll see how Twilight Princess goes for me. Speaking of the Wii, uh, my wife, shout out to Jessica. Um, she she surprised me and the boys. I believe it was Christmas 2012 with a Wii for them, and I had no idea. Um, and at the time, I remember opening it, looking at her, videoing, and being like, "Oh, giving her that look, like, are you saying you got them? You got them a Wii, huh?" That's great. Yeah, we got a Wii. Um, little did I know. I mean, I had played my brother's Wii. I'd played Sean's Wii. We played Guitar Hero on it. We played Wii Sports and stuff. Um, <laughs> that sounded weird. Um, <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything. But. So anyways. Um, but man, like, my boys now love video games. And it's not like it was a gift for me, but man... It was a great idea by Jess to get them that Wii because that got them into... I mean, they had played, like, my Sonics, or what was it called? The Genesis Collection on PS3. So they had played Sonic 2 and 3, and they had played some of the games a little bit. But until they got the Wii, they didn't really get into video games that much. But they got that Wii. We got new Super Mario Brothers, which was fantastic. Way better than Super Mario U. I, I still say probably just because it was the first new Super Mario other than, you know, the DS. Um but that was such a great memory to me because now my boys, like earlier today before they went to bed, they're in there playing Mario Maker and they're playing Rocket League. And Noah, who is my seven-year-old. Shout out. Shout out to Noah if you're listening. He wants to – he'll challenge me to a game of Madden. And he can kind of hold his own, which kind of tells me how bad I am. But it's awesome. Um, 
Maybe he's taking his foot off the gas just like you did. Maybe he's let letting me. I was a little bit older when I let Dad win, but uh, well, no, I guess he's seven. Wow. Um, but Nick, Nick loves playing Rocket League. They love making crazy levels in Mario Maker. So it's just like it's such a good memory to me because that's what got them on this path to to loving video games like their daddy does. So. I'm not going to cry or anything, but it's it's a good memory. And the funny thing with them, um, I mean, it's a generational thing. They really, uh, their first video game experience was on an iPhone with Angry Birds. And don't get me started the on bird mobile game. games, my God. Um, so they, the games they were used to playing were things where you're looking at the screen and touching the screen and interacting with it and then watching them trying to learn how to play video games using controllers where you know their instinct is to look down and see where they're putting their fingers, what buttons they're hitting, or whatever, while trying to, you know, they're watching the TV, and uh, it's interesting to see them try to pick that up. Um, whereas obviously we we started that way, um, you know, playing with controllers and just being able to watch the TV. Um, but they've picked it up; they're they're pretty good now. Which what I was, was actually playing? surprised. Oh, the WWE game. Whatever the one you have is Noah destroys me at that. I, I can't. Oh gosh, keep up when with we play, now. we got WWE 2K15. When he plays that, yeah, I can't. I can't beat either of them. It's it's ridiculous. So then we kind of fast forward for me, 2013, um, the year of the PS4. So I love the PS3. I think it's a great system. Um, the 360 kicked its butt for most of that that console period. Um, but I'm a Sony fanboy. If y'all don't know that by now, <laughs> spoiler alert, I'm a Sony fanboy. Um, PS4 came out in November that year, and I mean, it was basically sold out everywhere. And <laughs> when I heard it was going to be in stock at a GameStop or a Target, I was like, hey, uh, hey, Jess, hey, mom, just so you know, uh, PS4 is going to be in stock. They're going to get like two or three of them go, you know, just FYI. Christmas Day comes, and uh, Mom actually did a good job tricking me. They uh, they had me open Call of Duty Ghosts, and as I mentioned in the first podcast, I suck at Call of Duty. I'm horrible. Um, I'm fine, single player, but if you get me online with these, these youngins out there, here I sit in my rocking chair, um, I just cannot, I can't keep up with them, like... I get my butt kicked. I see somebody, I turn, I go to shoot, and I'm already dead. So they gave me Call of Duty Ghosts for the PS4. And my mom was actually very believable. And she apologized. You know, she wasn't able to get one, but hey, you know, whenever you get a PS4, you've got I know this is the one game you wanted for it. There wasn't a lot of games out there, like Knack was horrible. Um I don't even remember many other games that came out at launch, but there wasn't much. Um and then at the end, everybody's done opening presents and everything, and she pulled the, oh, look, I've got the, you know, the the red, what what was it, the Christmas story? The BB oh, gun. Oh, the Red Rider. The Red Rider BB, BB gun. gun. yeah. She pulled out the Red Rider BB gun, um, which turned out to be a PS4, and I opened it, and I screamed like I did in those sound clips of the Same high pitch of voice and everything. Yeah, yeah, no puberty or anything yet. And, um, man, it, it's, been, it's been crazy ever since. I remember... The the best part about that, Call of Duty Ghosts was fine. A lot of people hate it, whatever. I, I sucked at multiplayer, so I didn't care. But the, the, the single player was fun. But, so I signed up for my PS Plus membership, and of course you get a free game every month. And that month the free game was 
Razzle gun. And that was just fantastic. And it's so... You might look at screenshots of it or something and just say, well, that doesn't look like a PS4 game. But when you see it moving on screen and you see all these... All the pixels and everything's flying everywhere and there's no stuttering and it's going at 60 frames per second. It's just amazing. and we It, it took me back to days of playing like Galaga and, and stuff like that in the arcades that are just so much fun, but man. Um, and then last year, Sean, you got you got your PS4 for, for Christmas. Yep. Uh, finally joined the whatever, 8th gen, 9th gen, whatever generation system is around now. I think 8th, I think. Whatever it is. Um, and yeah, you know, there's, you know, PS3, I was gradually not getting out of gaming by any means, but slowing down, not new, you know, multiple new games every year. Um, and PS4, my brother really had to actually talk me into it. It's something I'm sure I would enjoy, but I just wasn't playing video games a whole lot, at least compared to what I used to do. Um, and you know, I got a handful of games. Uh, GTA Five, obviously, The Last of Us. Um, Both amazing. And now, now, obviously, Metal Gear Solid Five, Three, just fantastic games. Um, so, I'd say I'm back into gaming now for sure. But although now that I think about it, I didn't ask for a single video game for Christmas this year. Yeah. Funny we'll have to change. do. We'll have to look back on that. Um, I've asked for a few things. I don't want to. I don't really want to spoil them. Um, spoiler alert for what I asked for, but we'll we'll see how that goes. But those are our great our uh, gaming memories. Um, so yeah, why don't you, if you want, you know, tweet at us at two underscore player underscore co underscore op. Tweet us some of your favorite Christmas memories uh, when it comes to video games and, and some of your best memories. Let, let us know what they are. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. All right, so another section we want to add. We don't really have a name for it yet. Um, Diamond in the Rough, Retro, Retro Revenge, um, something. Retro. Rev- we'll come up review. with something good. We'll come up with something, but we want to talk about a game that was important to us uh, as we were growing up that that we love, and maybe not everybody has played. Um, spoiler alert: we we probably listed some of them today, but we want to talk about a game right now. And Sean's playing some intro music, so take a listen. Love that 16 bit music. That is awesome. <laughs> With that super powerful Sega Genesis uh, music chip they had that made Street Fighter sound like, Sure, you can. So if that sounds familiar to anybody out there, you're congratulations. Our, you're that's, our that's best fantastic. friend if you know that game. Uh, well, none what other game than Crusader of Senti. So, before the time of plants and animals, Earth was completely dark and inhabited by beings we now call monsters. When some voice call, some voice said, let there be light, I never knew there was religious undertones to this game. It doesn't say that in the description, that's just me interjecting. Many monsters died because they could not live in this new light world. Not all died, however. Some of them hid in caves and grew stronger. Now, they want to return to the world. Corona, a boy from Salil Town who has just turned 14 years old, has to undergo a series of trials to become a true swordsman. However, soon he finds himself in a strange predicament. Unable to speak to humans anymore, he learns to communicate with animals and realizes that not everything in this world is as simple as it looks. Crusader of Senti is an overhead action game with light role-playing and puzzle-solving elements 
Silimer. Sim- wow. <laughs> Shoot. Silimer. Silimer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a different kind of compound. Uh, similar to Zelda games. No kidding. Obviously. That's why we love it. That's why we're talking about it. The game's standout feature are animal companions. Period. Oh, this is horrible English. This is horrible grammar. <laughs> Various animals are met by Corona, which is a horrible... <laughs> now I want to drink a Corona. During the course of the game and can be, quote-unquote, equipped... To grant new abilities. For example, a penguin will add an ice attack property to his sword, <laughs> etc. Um, Crusader Senti. So, us being Genesis kids, again, we'll touch, we'll touch more on this in, in later podcasts. Sean, tell me your memories about Crusader Senti. Uh, obviously, that's, that's really what we had for Genesis. Um, there was no Zelda equivalent on the Genesis. Um, I think before Crusader Senti was Beyond Oasis. Another fantastic, just great game, but... Good game. Um, it wasn't Zelda. No. Crusader of Senti, definitely more similar to Zelda. Um, and we knew it, and as soon as we first saw, I don't know, probably in a EGM. I'm uh, sure. It was before Internet Day, so I'm guessing that's where we would have heard about it. Uh, we we were really just counting down the days till this came out. Uh, we couldn't wait. Um, and... All in all, I would say did not disappoint. Um, it was not Zelda by any means, but still a great game. Um, like Kevin said, you don't. There's a similar style to uh, Zelda where instead of finding items throughout the game, you just find new animal companions, and they basically grant you new abilities. Um, I think couldn't you even um, you could equip. Um, Two animals at once, or something, and yeah. like combine power. Yep. I mean, that's, and that's pretty. It's uh, hilarious. It's just talking about this game. It was so good. Like if people haven't ever played this game before, they're like, "What the hell are these guys talking about?" Picture Zelda with animals that follow you. Zelda yeah. three, I should say, with animals. That Zelda three you. graphics. And, yeah. and instead of doing the, I don't know, whatever the official name was for Link's, you know, laser attack, whatever you call it. Yeah, Instead of shooting that, you would throw, you throw your sword. Your sword. Yeah. Um, but it came back like a boomerang. Yeah. It was definitely more designed for, for children. Uh, well, not children. Younger younger kids, I would say. I mean, it was very... Even the bosses. Like, I remember the big... Big octopus The big octopus thing, purple thing. Like, the, they weren't very yeah. intimidating. No. And in the end, I mean... If I remember correctly, it was... Uh, spoiler alert. Um, at the end... It, it, I remember being somewhat emotional. Um, yeah, and you, I think you find out that the monsters aren't really oh yeah bad guys and all that. And I don't know. It was. I remember being somewhat emotional at the end. But um, great game. Anybody that hasn't played it, go find an emulator. Um, definitely worth a play. Or is it on any of those? Um, is it on like a Genesis collection? Any of those things? Not on because it wasn't a first party game. It, it was a Genesis exclusive, but it was made by Atlas. Um, so it's not on Sonic's collection. It's not on Virtual Console or anything like that. I really, I think Sega actually owns Atlas now. So I keep holding out hope that they're going to bring out Crusader Ascent two. Um, I, I I really doubt that will ever happen. But man, I would I would be over the moon if that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough to find now. I think I was looking today; it's like 150 bucks or more on eBay, which again makes me even more. And ours is sad that ours probably is probably in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, now. it's melted down or something. Yeah. But 
If you can get your hands on Crusader Ascenti, definitely play it. If you're a fan of Zelda, if you're a fan of Zelda 1 or 3 or Link Between Worlds, check out Crusader Ascenti. It's definitely more um, kid-friendly. Not that Zelda games are really for adults or anything, but it's a great game, and that's that's our diamond in the rough for our retro something. Whatever we're calling it. Yeah, for this week. Uh, one last thing we want to do... Um, if you guys don't listen to Game Scoop every week, um, podcast that IGN puts out, you really should. Um, Damon Hatfield does a great job. Uh, Justin Davis is usually on there every week. Sam Claiborne, a couple other guys rotate in and out. But one of the things they do that I absolutely love is every week they do video game 20 questions um, where they have a panel of guys. They get 20 questions to figure out what a game is. And uh, we're actually going to give that a try right now. And I'm scared to death because it's just me. It's not a panel of guys. So Sean has a game yep. that he's thought of. Yes. And uh, I'm going to try to guess it in 20 questions. So we need to keep track of how many questions this is because there right. are only 20 questions in 20 questions. So. All right, bring it on. Oh, gosh. Uh, first question. And thank you, Justin Davis, for the strategy. Did this game come out before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Okay. Did this come out before January 1st, 1990? No. Okay. So, stream of consciousness here. We're talking about a 1990s game. Is this game exclusive to a Sega console? No. Okay. Is this a disc-based game? No. Okay. Is this a 16-bit game? Yes. All right. <clears throat> so, that's five questions. It's a 16-bit game on the Super Nintendo, from what I gather. If that's what you want to gather. Wait, I said exclusive to Sega. Did this appear on both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo? Yes. <sighs> okay. Is this a series that is still going today? Is it an active series? Of I would games? say no, unless there's something that I am just not aware of. I'm going to say no. I feel pretty confident about that. Okay. Yeah, that's a no. Is this a platformer? I would say no. It makes me think it has platforming elements. Eh, I mean, define platformer. <clears throat> it's more than just running around and jumping. Okay. Do you play as a human? Ooh, good question. No. Do you play as a worm? Yes. <laughs> yes! Wait. Is this a sequel? It is not. Is the game Earthworm Jim? It is. Yes! That was good. You nailed it with the, the human question. Oh, good lord. Whew. Okay, that, that was really stressing me out this whole podcast thinking about it. I was going to embarrass myself in front of, you know, the five or ten people that actually listen <laughs> to this. But All right. All right Thank my you turn, Sean. Uh, yes, your turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to follow pretty much the same format. Um, did this game come out before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Um, did this game come out after January 1st, 1990? After 1990, yes. Okay. 
Um, did we own this game? <laughs> oh, that really narrows it down. Yes. Okay. Uh, is this game on a Sega system? Not. Yes. Did we own it on the Sega system? Yes. Okay. Um, Trying to make the best use of my questions. Uh, Did we own it on Genesis? You already asked. (laughs) No. I said on Sega system. Oh, okay. Sorry. I guess. Never mind. I take that question back. (laughs) Shit. I'm guessing it. I mean, okay. Was it on Genesis that we owned it? Yes. Okay. Um... Hmm. Uh, is it an action game? No. Is it a platformer? No. Is it <laughs> what the? <clears throat> what else was on Genesis? How many is that? Eight. Eight. Um. Is it a? Is it an adventure game? No. Nine. Is it a role-playing game? No. What ten. is this game? Ten. Right. Now, oh, listen. okay, okay. Now, remember, you can do this either way. I will say you get 20 questions, and then you, and then you can guess, guess yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I, that doesn't count as a question, so you're 10 in. All right. Is it a fighting game? Yes. Okay. Am I allowed to ask, <laughs> is this a game we've mentioned the name of earlier? I, I, I don't, don't remember. <laughs> Um, fighting game on Genesis oh, that we owned. I know where you're going. I don't know. It's well, a, I mean, we mentioned about ten of them, so that wasn't going to narrow it down. Ten fighting game? Oh, okay. Samurai Showdown, Eternal yeah. Champions, Deadly okay. Moves, Street Fighter. Well, yeah, we named a lot. Um, okay. Eleven questions. Were the combatants... Uh, typically word. humanoid humans yeah yes okay 12 were there any sort of finishing moves or did the match just end at the end of the life the answer is no there were no finishing moves there were no finishing moves this is yes or no answers 13 uh, oh were there more? Were there... Oh, gosh. Don't ask me how many there were. Were there more than 12 people you could choose from? Yes, 14. I mean, there's four, that's question number 14, <laughs> not 14 characters. Sorry. Um, okay. I think I've got it. Now, if you guess and the game, wrong. then you lose. Okay. Yeah. Um, is this a, how do I want to ask this? Did this game have a, was it a, uh, different version? I don't know how to ask it, <laughs> I but think, I think, I think I know what it is. I think you do too. Um, well, no, uh, yeah. Okay. Fourteen questions. This is number fifteen. <clears throat> I know what I want to ask, and I don't know how to ask it. Um, was it a um, 
not a true was it a sequel i guess we'll say that was it the first of a was it the first of a series or whatever or was it a sequel it was i mean was it the first yes or no 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 15 okay a genesis fighting game no finishing moves more than 12 people and we owned it I, it can only be one unless there's games on one forgetting <clears throat> I would narrow it down because I think there's more than one it could be to give you a hint did this game come out on Genesis after Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition or whatever it was called yes 16 okay but that doesn't help you because never mind. I don't I don't I think that helps me, but maybe that means well, I'm a special wrong. champion edition only had twelve characters. And I said No, I know, but that's okay. that's yeah. Uh, that's why I framed that question that way. Um was this game did I ask this? Did I ask if this was out on multiple systems? You did not. Was it? Yes. 17 questions, I think. I think that was 17. <laughs> oh, God, I think I know what it is, but maybe I'm forgetting you a, only got three a more. game from our library. Um, You're being very vague with your questions. I would just ask a very... You well, can ask one question and you can end this. Well, but I'm am not I allowed to ask a question it. like, does, I can't say, does the name of the game contain a no, blank? Don't do that, but there's okay. ways you can ask that without asking that. Right, right. Asking that. Um, Remix. Was there at least oh my lord one person in this game you could choose that was clearly not just a normal human being? Yes. Somebody you would look at and be like, this yeah. is clearly not a normal human being. Yes. That's okay. 18. Okay. Um. Did we own more? <laughs> Is this the only game in this no, series no. universe, whatever 19. that we owned? No. So I got one more question, and then I yes. can. You don't have to use all twenty, but you've been doing your best. All right. Is it Super Street Fighter Two? Yes. Okay. Thank God. All you had to do was say, "Is there a character named?" Cammy or uh, yeah, DJ. But, I mean that I might as well have said long does the word T-Hawk. super appear. No, but that's right, but that's what I'm saying. You can get Alright, alright. They they did a they did a little not a study, but they said like uh on GameScoop they're like if you were to say is it between A and M, yes. Or and then you could just narrow it down like in five questions you can get to what the first letter is and then you can go from there. That's cheating. We don't need Yeah, that. that's lame. They don't do that either. I love Game Scoop, by the way. That's just something funny they always said. So, all right, yeah, that was fun. Thanks, everybody. This has been episode two, of the Two Player Co op Podcast. Remember, you can find us at two on Twitter at two underscore two two underscore player underscore co underscore op. Um, you can also find me. At Kevin White twenty four, I'm the guy who fights with at Gray Fox MGSV. Remember, shout out to him and the lies that he spreads. Um, 
If you could, if you're listening to this, you probably already downloaded it on iTunes. If you could, share it with your friends. Have them download. Have them subscribe. Have them write us a review. That's really important to us. Yeah, spread the um, word. Spread the word. Tweet us your feedback, positive or negative. Like I said, just be nice. We want to have a positive community if we can form a community here. Um, and we, we really appreciate you, appreciate you guys listen, listening to us. Um, hopefully we'll make it to episode three. Sean? All right. Take us out. That's all we got. Thanks for playing, guys. Peace.